Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole worlds. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses. Hello, everybody. We are back in yes. your ear holes. My microphone is slightly too high. Let me just bring that down. There we go. And you've got a keyboard on your lap today. Is that sort of showing how important you are? Yes. You That's hold, exactly what it is. You want to hog the keyboard? Yep. Because I am that important. He's that kind of guy that he like knows all the little quick codes. Yeah, which is really useful. Do you know how much time I save? Rather than having to move the mouse around, trying to find where the mouse is and clicking on things. And I can just do things in a quick keystroke. A what stroke? A, a keystroke. <laughs> Does it also come in handy when you're Very handy. handling so, multiple web browsers in? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and multiple applications. Lovely. You sound really enthused. Not really. Welcome to Powerful Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. And there'll be a lot more of our infused nature. Um, I'm Jim Yildiz. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. That just goes to show what sort of episode you're in for, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is late on a Friday evening. Yeah, this is end of the week. We don't normally record on a Friday. I don't usually have a functioning brain by. No, the end and of this the is Friday. Friday evening as well, so. Mm-hmm. This is like the end of the working week, so. Throwing out all the excuses. Yeah. Yeah, just go, we're just going to upfront apologise and be really apologetic for what you're about to hear. Um, so please do forgive any of the bollocks that's about to come forth from our mouths. <laughs> Should we put that warning at the beginning of every episode? Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> you have the right to delete this episode. <laughs> just walk away. Please ignore. <laughs> um, but an interesting episode up for you today. We're going to delve into. We, we do a few tech-based episodes every now and then. This is pretty geeky, this one. This one is probably the geekiest of all. The, usually when we're talking tech, we talk a bit more generally, but we've actually desi- decided to zone in on a particular topic today, which is AI, also known as artificial intelligence, um, which stemmed from... We're kind of a bit late to the party here, I must admit, because this happened like a month ago, but then we were all busy in August and then... Jem completely missed it, and I was like, oh, maybe we should talk about this. And he was like, talk about what? And I was like, this. And he was like, oh, yeah. Um, So uh, the idea of this episode came from the recent spat between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg about AI. I even heard that after doing a bit of research, Stephen Hawkins even jumped in. Oh, did he? Was he the mediator, or was he? I don't know. I think he was a ref. 
Maybe actually, mediator is also another word for ref. (laughs) (laughs) Is he the mediator? No. He was the ref. He was was the mediator, but using a different term. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So we thought we'd... um, We thought we'd open up a discussion about AI and whether or not we should really just dive into the world of AI as a society or whether or not we should be a little bit cautious. So for some context, Mm -hmm. um, the conversation, God, it was a while back now, but it kind of went to the effect of uh, Mark Zuckerberg being all like, yay, AI, and Elon Musk going, behold your horses, Zucks, because this stuff's dangerous. And Mark Zuckerberg being like, "Uh, it's not that bad. But Elon Musk going, yeah, but you don't know. And then Mark Zuckerberg being like, "Uh, no, Mr. Musk, I do know. Elon Musk from Tesla, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. Yes, thank you. Just to let people know. Uh, So um, this surprises me, actually, because Elon Musk is the one that's made the most money out of artificial intelligence rather than Facebook, I would say. Yeah, but I think on this front, I think what Elon Musk is saying to Zuckerberg on this one is that actually his machine for influence, especially in society with Facebook, is way more dangerous in terms of, after a bit of research, I heard the phrase, I'm going to pop it up, where is it now? Here we go, propaganda bot armies. And it was this idea that actually, obviously, people talk about Facebook being a, a platform where a lot of people share fake news, propaganda, it really mm-hmm. sways like you, as you say, we've spoke many times before in the past about your friends on Facebook are influencing the things you believe. And so actually, in some ways, Elon Musk is saying, yes, you've got a great platform there, but do you know how much it actually sways the minds of people? Right. And maybe it was less to do with like a generalistic AI, but actually mm-hmm. towards the thing that you're controlling right now, Zach, that's what I'm a bit worried about. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things we kind of need to unpack, really, to so give much. context to this episode. Really, I think, first of all, we need to just clarify what we mean when we're talking about AI. Because I think a lot of people, when you say AI, they automatically think, like, Siri. Or they think Cortana or Google Assistant or robots and things. But actually, AI is a lot more simple than that. That's, like, top-end. That's, like, the ambitious side of AI. AI can be as simple as a calculator, Mm -hmm. is an example of AI. So AI would be something, basically, something that can calculate something... Mm-hmm. through um well artificial intelligence is what it is another sort of way i heard that which kind of helps people is this sort of like outsourced cognition so a ma- oh ca- i like that so a calculator can help is going to be better than a human at maths all the time also mm-hmm. even a uh, storage can be a memory storage is better than a human brain mm-hmm. and so there's all these all these different um factors of already human cognition each bit can be broken up into artificial intelligence and that's mm-hmm. what they're saying and so all these different ways of looking at it like artificial intelligence comes in so many different varieties but it's just people are nitpicking the ones that they think okay this is what we're going to kind of hone in on yeah so so really ai comes in all forms basically if you are using any sort of computer chip at this stage if any if anything you're using has a computer chip in it you're dealing with artificial intelligence when most people talk about artificial intelligence they're obviously talking about more like machine learning neural networks that's usually what they're starting to to talk about and in the context of this conversation between elon musk and uh, mark zuckerberg albeit over twitter and 
interviewees, interviewers being like, well, I hear you're having a spat with Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah, well, I've talked about him about this and blah, blah, blah. But so that, that's more what they're talking about is, is the computers that can learn as they grow and, and learn from their, from the computer's experiences. And that's where Elon Musk is kind of stepping in and going, this is actually a little bit dangerous. Um, and Facebook as an artificial intelligence, because I think it's important to kind of clarify Facebook specifically in this context. As an artificial intelligence, they're talking about Facebook's algorithms and how Facebook learns what it is that you are interested in as a user, and therefore the algorithm is not somebody sat at a computer at Facebook HQ following your Facebook going, ah, so they like that, and they like that, and they like that. So here I have uh, curated content. It's a computer program that's learning your behaviours and using that data. Creating predictions of what you're yeah. likely to like in the future and what it's going to show you. We've spoke a lot about that in the past, and they've got yeah. those sort of software. Every Clicker's Data episode would be a good one to check yeah. out if you need clarification on it. For sure. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what, in terms of Facebook's context of AI, that's what we're talking about. Uh, where, whereas with Elon Musk, you, you know, the obvious one with Tesla would be the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, that's uh, collecting data on the way people drive. And uh, my, my dad has a Tesla um, and he's had it since February. And I saw him about a month ago and uh, I'd asked him if he'd felt like it had changed over the time, he's like, oh, yeah, it's definitely got better at the self-driving bit. Um, it's a lot smoother of a ride, and it's learning a lot more the way I drive as well and changing. Oh, is it actually learning based on how he drives it, based on, like, a collective? It'll be, it'll be, it's like crowdsourced information yeah. about driving. So but every driver that currently has a Tesla and the way they drive well, it's kind mm-hmm. of picking up it, that. Right, and it's educating the, all the Tesla cars based on driving habits a good um sort of metaphor i heard while i was doing some research on this was this idea that when obviously when people used to ride horses and then they started moving to the car and they were like well there's going to be 50 horsepower of um speed and he was saying well if you think about artificial intelligence but as technology and like you just said there you've got this instead of having information on one person and how they drive you've got information on everybody Mm -hmm. that's got a tesla and so it's the minds of thousands of people who are building into this algorithm that's figuring out, okay, this is the best and safest way to drive. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, it's a, a, a really quick, massive improvement on right. that thing you're doing. Right. And, and and this was kind of what Elon Musk's stance was, which was essentially saying to Facebook, like, because you're collecting data on everyone. It's, he was basically accusing the artificial intelligence of, uh, intelligence of Facebook creating the echo chamber essentially, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And just kind of going, you're affecting the politics of the world um, through this artificial intelligence program that you have. So you have to understand that you have a significant responsibility to make sure that that is working properly and that you're not you know, influencing things that you have no right really to influence. Well, you got to, like, I was just thinking, like, you got to think like these people that sell, like, how to get a date and they can kind of tell you what to text at what point. Mm. And in some ways, like, yeah. in this, going back to sort of propaganda, it's kind of like, well, that person who's learned how to get a date on Tinder and get somebody into bed or whatever it might be, they've literally figured out the human interaction of what is the right amount of things, messages, pictures, this and that, before you get someone into bed. Mm -hmm. But in the same way that if algorithms like Facebook can actually pick up that knowledge 
and then it could figure out many other things it's kind of like well what if you wanted everybody to start supporting a certain way of thinking Mm-hmm. suddenly you just unleash this learning. Okay, we knew that to get these people extreme or radicalized or whatever it could be in any kind of aspect, you could then create these bots or algorithms or communication sort of systems mm-hmm. that could literally sway someone's mind based on its knowing your weaknesses based on that profile that's built up on you. And I think that's really what um, Elon Musk is saying. Like you're yeah. playing with people here and because of the technology is so efficient and so um, sort of deep in what it knows that's the danger because we have our humans have our little mm-hmm. gaps in our human nature and our condition which then can be obviously taken advantage of yeah and it was interesting because mark zuckerberg was kind of downplaying this whole thing of course he would he's he has a bit of conflict uh, conflict of interest really to, to kind of just say don't worry it's not a problem you're overplaying it elon and elon's like no but this is actually seriously a problem and facebook are like no it's fine and then what was it two weeks later it leaked that facebook had to in fact no i don't think it leaked i think they actually publicly <laughs> announced um that facebook had to shut down an artificial intelligence program that it had created because the artificial intelligence program had created its own language. Ding, ding, ding. And so they could no longer understand or they were on the verge of not being able to understand. Basically, it was this... I think it was a bot that they had created. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, if you can remember. It was a bot that they had created, if I remember rightly, to um, to help... I think it was computers communicate more efficiently with humans. I can't remember. And I think it was about it was something about the communication between AI and and people to make it as as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. I, I might be wrong on that. I can't quite remember. Um, and basically, <laughs> the AI programs that were talking to each other deduced that actually the English language in the way that it talks is completely inefficient. And so it <laughs> manipulated the English language and started using code. Um, which actually, if you, look, if, if you look at it, it actually seemed really inefficient. <laughs> but I suppose it would be in a, a, more efficient from a computer's perspective, not necessarily from a human's perspective, mm-hmm. because a computer doesn't have to take the time to type it. It can just throw the words in, mm-hmm. whereas we'd have to take time to type it. But it was something like, if you... If, if you wanted eight of something, you'd you'd say eight eight times or something like that. It was really really weird. We'll put a link into an article which kind of breaks <laughs> it down, but it is a bit weird. But yeah, they had to then shut that program down because it was creating its own language, which really, if you think about it, and we'll get into this more in the second half. But that's a really scary prospect because then they can kind of start communicating between computers, right? <laughs> right. I mean, we weren't at the stage of self-awareness. Again, we'll talk yeah. about that um, in the second half. Um, but it was basically using something that we communication is so vital to everybody. But it was right? kind of, okay, I can create my own. I'll make it more efficient and it's only understandable by other computers. Yeah. Kind of reminds me a bit of that ex machina. And well, well, <laughs> well, this is the thing I was thinking of. I mean, really, um, the, the crux of this episode, really, and the big question is, is how much we should deep dive into the whole AI thing and, and are we treading are we as Elon Musk says treading into really dangerous territory and ending up in the worlds akin to Ex Machina The Matrix Terminator 
I mean, everybody talks about I remember when <laughs> Siri came out and everybody was like, it was Skynet. <laughs> it's Skynet. Skynet's here. And actually, I remember... Do you remember they did... Somebody did a trailer for a horror film based around Siri. Siri no, was like the... Oh, You'll have to send a link. Yeah, that. I mean, Siri came out, what, five, six years ago now? But but that was a big thing. Everybody was, like, frightened to death of Siri. Well, it's already freaking people out when they're like, oh, um, Alexa's listening to you. Mm-hmm. Which I have Alexa in the room, so it's kind of like, oh, but it's learning. It's currently mm-hmm. learning stuff based on what's being heard. And it's probably if I mention something, it might pop up on my Amazon feed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's just take a quick break. Say a massive thank you to uh, the sponsors of the show, the University of Northampton, who've been sponsoring us for a long time now, and we are very thankful to it too. Um, so if you don't know about the University of Northampton. Uh, first of all, he's in Northampton. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but uh, me and Jem went there. Uh, we are alumni. We are products of the university, and proudly so. Um, but the great thing about the University of Northampton is that it's it, it has a heavy focus on social enterprise. So unlike a lot of universities, not all universities, but like a lot of them, uh, there's kind. It's like an extra string to their bow. Um, where you don't just necessarily go there to get a degree, although, of course, if that's all you want to do, then fine, go ahead. Uh, But there's also this other aspect, which is built into all of the courses, all sort of aspects of um, university life there, which is this idea of being a change maker, uh, which is about making the world a better place, essentially. But so on the social enterprise angle specifically is their speciality, which is kind of, think of it, and this might be, technically incorrect so for any social entrepreneur experts out there forgive me but it's kind of like somewhere a halfway house between a charity or a business where you're trying to have positive social impact but your business is also looking to make a profit unlike traditionally charities um so if you're thinking you've got an idea for a business or maybe you just wanted to explore business as an idea beyond just beyond your degree and beyond graduation, then it might be worth checking them out. Northampton.ac.uk. And a huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Lovely. So, the big question then. Should we... Are we headed for Skynet, end of the world, computers become self-aware and realise that actually we human beings are not all that we're cracked up to be and therefore should be exterminated? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are we headed for that or 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 i don't think so anyway i don't okay. think so yet oh yet okay yet. elaborate I think, I think initially one one thing i heard was that it the main sort of uh jobs that uh, robots are great for is productivity they do all the things that we mm-hmm. want to do but way more productively yeah and so in some ways like um i forgot the name of the guy but he was sort of again we could put a link in he was sort of saying that really it's just a second sort of uh, industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. So all that's happening is that now, instead of like oil and machinery, we turn into the robots, which are now... Okay, but But I'm going to counter that point. Go on then. Because, yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're in the midst of another revolution. I get that. But tractors weren't creating their own freaking language. They weren't, but they were helping us do things more efficiently. So the thing is, though... It's not all good because at the end of the day, like um, I was I was at a talk yesterday with Daniel Priestley and he was sort of saying this idea that the internet was meant to level out the playing field for wealth. And mm-hmm. he was saying, well, all it did was actually give it to people who knew what to do with it, basically. So in the same way that 
we're saying that these um, artificial intelligence are actually going to end up... Imagine if you're a company and you, like Amazon or something like that and you're like, okay, well, we hire 1,000 or 2,000 people in this warehouse mm-hmm. or we can hire five clever robotics geeks who are going to go create a machine that then totally just does the jobs of those guys a lot quicker, never runs out, never needs sleep. And he was sort of saying in that in that sense, we thought that um, the internet was going to make everybody wealth distribution go through the roof. Everybody kind of has that even... Um, has that even sort of playing field but actually instead it's only the people that knew how to use the internet well or the people who are now going to use AI well are going to be the ones that actually get the most out of it and so in that sense we know that it's the lower paying jobs the the jobs that it, like you could say um, again it's those productive jobs that have to be done repeti- repetitively or stuff like that and we've i've read many books on that like average is over mm-hmm. is talking about that concept that those are the jobs that are going to go and i think in some ways they say that i think 90 percent of the population are those sort of worker bees in some ways mm-hmm. and so actually ai is going to do a lot of those productive tasks okay sure um so, i mean i'd 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 I don't see them blowing stuff up. I see them doing things a lot more efficiently. Yeah, but I think I think in the short term, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're talking, you know, in the next ten years, yeah, right. You're totally right. Maybe even the next twenty. But once we start getting past the twenty-year mark, I think if you think about how much artificial intelligence on a consumer level has developed in the last five years since Siri first launched publicly, which I I would mark as the first mainstream consumer use of artificial intelligence in the, let's call it the sci-fi sense, right? Um, And you think how much it has evolved now since then. Um, My phone will now tell me what apps I might want to open based on where I am, what time of day it is, maybe who's nearby or what's nearby and things like that, <clears throat> right? So that's happened in like three or four years, maybe five. So in 20, so that's 25 years of consumer available artificial intelligence. Do you, okay, you've seen Her, right? Yeah. If you haven't watched Her, watch Her. It's a great film. I talk about it all the freaking time because it is one of my faves, right? But do you think we are at, we in twenty five years time we will be at her level where we are having literally having a natural conversation with our computer and we won't touch keyboards and mice. We'll just say, "Hey, Samantha," because that's the name of the computer in her. Hey, Samantha, could you just quickly um, forward that email about? Uh, whatever, to Jem for me. Yeah, sure, no problem. Do you want me to do anything else? No, no. Um, oh, actually, yeah, could you could you ring my mom and tell my mom I'm going to be an hour late? Yeah, sure, no problem. And then you won't phone your mom. Your computer will phone your mom and go, hi, hi, Wayne's uh, just asked me to call just to say he's going to be an hour late. I see that happening within, like, five years. Right. So that the, level, right? My biggest, and I've got to get this out of my head, otherwise I'll okay, forget to come, say it, it. Is my biggest fear of AI is that it's actually going to hold us hostage to bliss because it's going to be so 
perfect to us. It's going to know us inside mm. out. That that's the only way it's going to be our biggest danger is that it's going to know everything we want. Which and it's is going kind to give of what, it to us digitally. Which is kind of what her kind of yeah. deals with in many ways. Exactly. But, because when he sets up the AI, he asks several questions about himself yeah. and then it creates this computer program that's perfect to fill that yeah. social void that he's yeah. missing. But there's going to be that AI in every aspect of what you do, how you live, who you want to hang around, what you eat, what you do. So it's going to be a constant. And so in some ways we're going to have this and it might even be through a virtual world that we're having these uh, experiences and so I think that although we're going to be like oh my god the robots are going to take over actually they're going to give us everything we've ever wanted and that's the danger yeah no I think that's very fair but then but as you say then they're holding us hostage right but then do we get to a point where and this is the thing that people talk about which is um, like the event horizon of artificial intelligence which is which, there's another term for it i can't think of what it is um where the artificial intelligence then becomes self-aware do you think that's a legitimate danger look at the end of the day given the facebook scenario that's recently happened with the computers making their own language not quite self-aware but certainly surely opens up the possibility that it could happen i think totally robots can be aware but they can't be conscious yeah, but there's there's a difference between being conscious and being self-aware, surely. Exactly, but because a, a robot can mimic awareness. It can mimic every... We're saying how many different uh, cognitions do we currently hold in our brains. It will know all the ones that go wrong. It will know all the ones that go right. We're not very complex beings when you actually break it properly down. No. And so in my mind, I can see like a robot being... If, if it's trained well and it's learning constantly... It will make us look like idiots. It will literally make us look like <laughs> hey, idiots. A calculator can make me look like an idiot but that, already. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. But a calculator is on maths and it's doing maths quicker. Mm-hmm. But what what happens when it literally understands a face faster than you could ever? It can it can tell well, how we're not you, far off. But that's what I'm saying. It's already Rumors telling your the mood. New iPhone. Whoop whoop. Yeah, it's telling your mood. It's telling your your skin complexion. You've got a gadget telling you what's going on inside your body, your biology. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're going to know you. That's what I'm saying. That's the crazy part of it is that it's literally going to know everything and it will give you and it it could guide you into that. So I think it's going to be mental. But, it could again, I think um, Stephen Hawkins was saying, he was like, AI could either be the best thing that's ever happened or it could be the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. Oh, is that what he stepped in with? Yeah, and he was just like, it could it literally could go one way Both or the other. Both of you are as bad as each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go to your yeah. room and you go yeah, to your yeah. room and I don't want to see you for the rest of the year. And evening. I'm just going to go to space. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a tough one. I think that's the question that everybody's having. Because I was even like Googling, I was like, is AI like an actual government threat? And I was wondering because yeah. why would it be? So. Why couldn't it be? It should be something that people or government should be taking seriously. And I think as well, like in terms of like you talk about intelligence as well, and you've got IQs. And Joe Rogan was talking about this with some guy the other day, and it was just mental. And he was sort of it blew my mind a bit. And they're talking about like certain IQs. What if you create an AI with better IQ than it was saying? Like the general population have this IQ. You could teach a, a bot or something to have a different IQ. And then if you're in a room with two people, one's got a very high IQ and the other one hasn't. How easy is it to influence? Because suddenly mm. you're looking at all the different. You you just know you've got someone who seems really intellectual and they got all these different traits to them that overpowers the other person's thoughts and beliefs and backs it and da, da, da. so. That's the danger of it, and that's what we're saying, like that sort of propaganda or that computer can be so influential on someone. Well, the interesting thing as well, which has just popped into my head, is 
our main form of communication now is digital communication. We communicate digitally far more than we do face-to-face, right? Mm. So if that is now our primary mode of communication, we will get to a point and in to some degree are already part way there where actually will it be us communicating with each other or will it be our, communi- our computers communicating with others on our behalf? I see. Which then becomes, it becomes like that situation with a translator. <laughs> you've got to have a lot of trust in whoever your translator is, right? Uh-huh. If, you, if you're talking to someone in another language and you've got a mediator because you could be saying one thing to, one, to the translator to say to the other person and the translator can take it upon themselves yeah. to completely change what it is that you're, what it is that you're saying. Yeah, but even with most conversation, you'll, you'll learn, okay, well, when Jem has a conversation with Wayne, this is usually the conversation. It might have a date in the diary. I've got to pull up the calendar. I know that Jem is used to me answering within this amount of time. I'll send the message. I'll read basically what he says. We, you don't differ too much. What are you up to today? Oh, what time are we meeting for this? So it could eventually just be like, Wayne, do you want me to answer this back in this? Thing? Yeah, just yeah, send it. Or you might just be like... But just, what if it answers without asking permission starts having a conversation this is the thing starts asking right? these, the these are the scary things right <laughs> that's not even self-aware that's just a computer algorithm that has gone oh it's it's more efficient actually if i don't ask him permission and i just what if he's like, I don't know what he's like you haven't seen him in a while what if i just ask on your behalf because i think it's better for you right and again that doesn't have to be a self-aware computer program that can just be an algorithm yeah that that has got slightly out of hand and and I'd really love to. I would really love to get my brother on to talk about some of this stuff because he's really geeking out on it. But he was telling me about he was studying something about how um, artificial intelligence examples of how easily it can go wrong just by. So it's like that. Um, you know when you the old fables where they used to have a genie and they could ask for a wish, but if they were if they weren't careful with how they worded that wish, mm. it would go horribly horribly wrong. Because they weren't specific enough. Well, it's the same when you watch those things about making a murderer and you see that one thing happen like so far mm-hmm. back, but mm-hmm. that led them to finally become a murderer. So right. what does it take a slight yeah. detour in the algorithm? Yeah, like if if you're if you're if you've got a, like a uh oh, what's the protractor. God. Mm-hmm. You got a protractor, right? <laughs> and you're only one Is degree. That one of those things I used to have in my pencil case. <laughs> yeah, that that semicircle thing. Right? <laughs> you're going in a straight line, right? But if you are one degree out, the further down that line you go, the further away you go from your destination. Mm-hmm. If you're only one degree out, but you only go a meter away, you're only going to be like centimeters out. Mm-hmm. But if you go for miles, <laughs> in that direction you're going to be so many miles away from where you want to be just from being one degree out and that's all it necessarily takes with ai is for it to go so far down the rabbit hole that suddenly it goes actually i've come up with something slightly different still within the parameters of what you've said yeah but slightly different think um age of ultron avengers 2 you seen it yeah i think so so tony stark he's got his ai and then he creates a new ai and that ai's job is to let the avengers know uh what's up so that that so that that ai the ai's goal is basically to ensure world peace that's its, that's its programming, that's the algorithm, what it's building towards. The algorithm slowly works out that actually the only way to guarantee world peace is to wipe out the human race, right? <laughs> Still within the parameters, yeah. but its mathematical equations have gone, actually, this is the most efficient thing. 
And that's the worrying bit, right? Surely, about AI, is it doesn't even have to be self-aware to come to those conclusions. Mm-hmm. It just needs to collect data and then go, ah, actually, that's the solution to your problem. So basically, we've got an episode of Black Mirror, and we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a really cool conversation, scary conversation to have, because actually, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't even really something that the average person was like, oh, this is in the realm of possibilities. Whereas now, it's very much like, oh, shit, this actually could happen. And I think as well, just for people listening, it's like you've got to understand this is happening. And if you can get in early and kind of be a slightly more aware of it, because it's, it's definitely going to happen. It's become, it's, we've already probably had AI. What, you mean an AI is going to decide to wipe out the human race? It's definitely going to happen. Potentially. <laughs> but but like we've been living with AI anyway probably for many years. And you're using Amazon and that's got AI, but it looks like a shopping supermarket to you. But actually there's AI built underneath it. So mm-hmm. it's constantly happening anyway, but you just got to be aware of what level it's going to get to. And there was a nice quote that I pulled from like a TED talk I was listening to. And he was saying that only by embracing it can we steer it. And I think that's a good way of looking at AI because we've got to be aware of it. And I think that, again, like with everything with technology, if you're so totally naive to it, then it's it can play you. But if you can understand it, then you're that's it, you're in control. Mm-hmm. And um, in Average is Over, he talks about in the future, we're not going to go into too much, but basically the ultimate goal is that we can work alongside the AI and it just means that we're going to have this intelligence amplification it's going to help us with our decision making and stuff like that and actually will it just give us a whole new level you're going to be like the x-men version of yourself because everything that your current traits are have just been amplified to Mm. a whole new level so as we wrap up the question i have to ask if you had to pick a side team musk or team zuck musk or zucks which team are you on uh, as in who I would trust, or no? As in who you who? If you had to pick a side in the in the AI war of 2017 okay. between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, I would say Elon Musk because I don't trust all the users of Zuck's <laughs> platform, <laughs> and I think there's too much power and vulnerability there. I would be in agreement with you. I would te- see choose Team Musk also. There we go. But there is a caveat. If Scarlett Hansen's going to voice Siri, or, or whatever Siri chat, turns into, Facebook or, chat box, or a Facebook chat box, 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 chat bot, then I am all in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let us know, are you Team Zucks or Team Elon or Musk? Musk or Zucks? Yeah, hashtag Musk. Team Musk or te- hashtag Team Zucks? <laughs> legit want to know yeah let us know let us know that's quite a fun episode enjoyed that interesting one interesting one might have just flew over a lot of people's heads like what the hell are they talking about but it's definitely worth looking into it's interesting and once you start delving in you like it's fascinating some of the stuff you can read about Mm -hmm. and then and then if you're really geeky you start tinkering like i do and then start going how can i leverage this a little bit more to make life a little bit easier i will be the one that will be killed by my own computer (laughs) you'd be living in bliss just that (laughs) i come over wayne's in complete bliss just foaming at the chops (laughs) like wayne pub no he he looks good i don't need the. what's that attached to your groin i've got got everything i need right here (laughs) scarlet your hands are whispering in your ears i'll leave you to it then see you later <laughs> and that'll be the last time you'll ever see me. That'll be it. <laughs> Man dies of lack of fluids. 
<laughs> Water, of course. Of course, obviously, that's what you meant. Obviously. <laughs> anyway, so on that on that note, um, <laughs> let's wrap up there. Um, if you haven't yet left us a review, my God, there's so many of you that haven't. We're going to have to create a bot to leave us reviews. Yeah, but then we'll get our podcast taken down from iTunes forever for for breaking the system. True. So that won't work. But I tell you what, if we had our podcast taken down because too many people were reviewing it too frequently, then I'd be very happy with that. So <laughs> if you could help us DDoS the... <laughs> the uh, podcast review system on iTunes. We'd be eternally grateful. Five stars or more. If you don't know how to leave a review on iTunes, we got a little instructions post uh, powerfulnonsense.com forward slash review to guide you through that process. Is that still valid? It probably needs updating. I might need to look into that (laughs) because I know know Apple are changing all of their podcasting stuff very soon. Uh, But for now, use that as a general guide. Um, Because it really does just help put the show in front of more people's faces in the in more people's ears yeah we'll go with that um so it really does do us a massive massive favor um and yeah don't forget to tweet us whether you're team musk or team zucks uh at pm underscore podcast on the old twitter zoid or you could do it on facebook i suppose because they have hashtags too or the gram or the gram any social media platform of your choice basically but we'd love to know So thanks very much for tuning in, and we shall catch the next time. See you later.